All right, hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Warrior Mindset and Motivation Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Castillo, retired Army Sergeant First Class, and also a life coach at Zimi Wellness Center and Indigenous Sovereignty. So today, I got a nonprofit organization with us. I got No Veteran Forsaken. They're they're new, up and coming. They got they hooked me up with a shirt. Looks fits good. Looks nice. Uh, I got the the founder down there, Christian, and then I got the director of the operations, Cody. And uh, they're they're all about, you know, just getting the help that veterans need because, you know, veterans, we need help. We got, you know, a high suicide rate and we're trying to knock it down and just all the multiple resources that are out there for veterans. You know, we're trying to do that. And I'm going to go ahead and let them each talk about uh, themselves really quick and then we'll we'll dive into what their nonprofit's about. So, um, Christian, if you want to go ahead and start, since you're the uh, the founder of this and then Cody can go after that, that'd be great. All right. Um, my name is Christian uh, Luis Sanchez. I was I joined the army like a week after I turned 18. It was, it was from when I was a little kid. That's what I always wanted to do. Um, and uh, you know, we served. Uh, me and Jenkins served together at 10th Mountain um, Triple Deuce, um, and we uh, went to Afghanistan in 2010. And um, somebody who was uh, very close to both of us, um, who was actually my roommate in the barracks back in, uh, back in Jerome. We lost him there, uh, Springer. That's uh, I got a tattoo for him on my shoulder. Um, he, he was one of the motivating factors behind this, um, as well as, um, you know, many of the other ones that we lost. We lost, uh, we lost more brothers from our unit after being back than we lost there. Um, and we know that's the same case for a, a lot of guys. Um, so, you know, I, after the army, um, you know, I went through struggles like everybody else finding employment and stuff. Uh, um, you know, depression, and, um, all the mental issues, but you know, a lot of times you don't want to talk to, uh, the guys you served with about that you see like you don't you see like social media these days everybody puts everything out there You're like oh i don't see them struggling i'm not gonna let them know i'm struggling we uh you know i went through that myself we want to we want to change that let let guys know that you know you can reach out um but um anyway so i was struggling a lot and then um i worked at one point i worked three jobs uh my wife now, Alyssa, she uh, was pregnant with our first uh, son, and I was working three jobs trying to uh, save up money for our own place. We didn't even have a place of our own. She was with her mom, and I was sleeping in my car in between work shifts. And I know um, there's a lot of veterans out there, homeless veterans, who, you know, um, if it wasn't for that car, I would have been in the same situation, or I would have been having to bunk with family and stuff. So, um we just want to, you know, be a resource. I mean, um, for everybody out there, we've all, we've all had our struggles. I worked at a, I got a, I landed an amazing job at an oil refinery, but due to COVID it shut down mm. and I used the severance money from that to, uh, start this up. I really, a lot of, I saw a lot of guys that I was there with, um, were trying to invest and start a, uh, start a business of their own. Um, I, I couldn't figure out what, I'm just a grunt. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
And then I just started thinking of, you know, I was talking to people and everybody was, you know, that, that cliche, you know, if you do what you love, uh, you'll never work a day in your life. I, you know, I just started thinking, you know, like, what do I really want to do? And, you know, I think about Springer every day. I think about Evans and some of the guys that we lost. And I was just like, you know, I want to, I want to do something to help other veterans, help other guys that are struggling and let them know what's going on. Um, let them know that we're here for them. Um, so, and I, and I, then that's when the wheel started turning and I was like, this is, that's, that's something I want to do. And then I was just thinking, you know, well, you know, there's, there's organizations already out there. There's, there's organizations that, you know, um, help in so many different ways. They, they feed, um, homeless veterans. There's, you know, uh, crisis hotlines. Um, we, we kind of wanted this to be something that's all encompassing, you know, no veteran forsaken, no veteran uh, is left behind, no matter what their struggle is. So even if somebody doesn't feel like, oh, so veterans like, oh, you know, I don't have PTSD or I'm not homeless. Uh, you know, how are they going to help me? Um, you know, if you're struggling with finances, you know, we've all been there. At one point I sold, I sold PlayStation. I sold video games. I sold, I sold stuff to buy diapers, you know, um, there, the times are hard sometimes and you know we, we want to be a resource that's there to help guys um it's just no veteran forsaken if there's a veteran that's out there that needs help we want to be there for him that's and that's kind of where i came up with the name is it just i didn't want to leave anybody out of that right and that's that's super cool man like just the the thought process and usually when it comes to doing something like this there's always like a there's always like a motivating factor behind it like you always hear i don't know if you guys hear but people always say what's your why you know, and if you don't have your why, then you're not going to really have a direction unless you got your why. So, like, why are you doing this, whether it's for your kid or whether it's for a, a, a fallen comrade or whether it's for your family, um, for yourself is implied because that you should, you know, you should do stuff for yourself also. And uh, it's just I think that's when it, when it comes to encompassing this nonprofit, it's, it's for the why. So. I think now we'll go ahead and shift it over to Cody so he can introduce himself and his little bit of background uh, for his service and things like that also. Yeah. Hey, um, so like Christian said, uh, we were in 10th Mountain together, Triple Deuce, a um, bunch of knuckle draggers, uh, <laughs> and, and we were really good at what we did. Uh, there was that camaraderie. Um, and so we deployed in 2010. Uh my knee got completely blown out, reconstructive surgery. Um, couldn't do that two-mile run on that asphalt anymore. Uh, mm. Like There's a softball in there every time. Um, so uh, medically discharged out. So it's, it's even harder uh, leaving the military when it's not your choice. Uh, I would have I been a lifer. I loved everything about it. Um, it, it made me feel uh, invincible at times. It's, it's yeah. a feeling ever uh, to know that your brothers have your six. Um, the 2010 deployment, it was, it was hard on a lot of people. Um, for Springer, I have a similar story. I wasn't, uh, in the barracks with them, but we, we shared something kind of rare where we ended up at Benning together for basic training. Uh, we went through basic training together, um, OSIT and then ended up at drum together, same battalion, same company, um, get on deployment. We're in the same platoon. Um, nice. so, so we transformed together and, and that's, that, that was our special bond is we're, we're a bunch of dummies going in. <laughs> I didn't know 
when I went to when I went into uh, Meps, you know, did good on my GT score and ASVAB, and they're like, "What do you want to do?" So, Whatever leaves the quickest. <laughs> or it was eleven X-ray, right? And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And they're like, uh, "Kicking indoors and finding bad guys." I'm like, "Yeah, cool. All right, I can do that." <laughs> Dude, that's what, that's what they did for me. They're like, you want to blow stuff up from far away? Sure, that sounds cool. Like, I'll do that. Like, <laughs> sold. So, <laughs> Done. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, two weeks later, I'm in Fort Benning, Georgia. You know, I'm from uh, Washington State. So, culture shock all the way around. Um, had to sign a, a waiver that said if I did PT, they wouldn't kill me. Like, I wouldn't die of, you know, a heart attack. 360 pounds going into basic. Left at 235. Um, you know, it was a transformation. And so to, to move to Fort drum and go on this deployment with those guys, we didn't have a lot of time to bond, um, when we got together because the deployment was scheduled and, um, we were off to the races. Um, and then coming back, it was, uh, it was a struggle, man. And so, uh, when I got out, I had no money. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Uh, my grandpa had to come and, uh, save me and drive me from New York back to Washington. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no plans. Um, so I've been struggling for a while now. Um, ended up going to school at Wyotech, um, use that uh, voc rehab. Um, you know, you get in there and find out I'm allergic to diesel. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're too far into this to stop now. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I've been doing that for the last five, six years um, and just never happy. Um, and I went through what I think a lot of veterans go through, uh, the, the depression, missing the brothers, uh, those late night phone calls of just, I love you, I miss you, um, things like that. Um, and about a year and a half ago, my whole life turned around uh, when I met my wife. Um, we, were, we were talking yesterday, you and I, yeah. Eric. Um, it's food tastes different, the air smells sweeter, all those things. Um, all of a sudden, you have somebody that has your back and... Uh, so I kept pushing forward on the diesel mechanic, um, still unhappy as all get out. And then uh, my knee fell apart again, and uh, I can't climb up and down equipment. So you can't do your job, man. You're done. Um, so I was sitting there kind of struggling, figuring out what's my next move um, and waiting on surgery. And then I saw Christian posted on Facebook uh, about no veteran forsaken. And I'm like, I got time. What can I do for you? And he asked me that always hard question, you know, what do you what do you want to do for the foundation? And I'm like, well, what you're asking me is what can I bring to the table? Well, I don't feel very good about myself, so I can't give you an answer. I can tell you 10 things that I can't do for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we sat down and talked to Gouch, who uh, runs the South region for us. I called him, said, hey, what is this all about, man? Just, just shoot me straight. And um, we had a great talk. I called I had to tell Christian, I was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm super amped. I don't, I want to be smart about this and uh, called him back. And we kind of had the same game plan. Me and him sit down and we talked about, you know, the Seth Barossi motivation. Um, that's one thing that changed both of our lives. Um, just being hardworking motherfuckers. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And being able to take that and put it into something that we believe in. Um, even just the, the start of this, there's been so many tears and, and, and happiness, um, that, that I, it's overwhelming at times. So I think I honestly, like he touched on all the things that, you know, we offer the other thing, um, that, that we're trying to offer too, is, uh, for those 
those family members too. Um, 22 a day is no joke. Um, it hits home for, for all of us. So what we're trying to do is those families, I personally feel like kind of get left to the side and we want to seek out those families too and, and let them know that, that they're not, they're not missing. We're, we're there for them as well. That, that's a big thing. Um, we have people close to me. Uh, I have a fire team going on here and uh, or a squad up in Washington that's going to be handing out hygiene kits to these homeless vets, um, getting to know them. Um, and, and I hope it's okay, but I have Shelby. She's down the road for me. She has a great, uh, not a great story, but this hits home for her. Um, she's right. huge support up here. Um, and it's just, it's, it's growing. It's a living, breathing thing that, uh, more than we ever thought it would be. Right. Oh, go ahead, Christian. I was just going to say, I honestly thought when I started this thing, I thought it was going to be something I was going to be on my own for a long time. And then, uh, you know, it's just something that, you know, when I had the idea, I was like, you know, this is something I want to do. I'm just going to run with it. Um, played around with the designs and logos, started making, started putting a website together. But then um, as soon as I started talking about it or saying anything about it, all all my brothers that I served with started reaching out. Everybody wanted to help out. Um, and, um, you know, guys like, I call him Jenkins because that's what his last name was when we were in, but Cody. Um <laughs> Uh, him and uh, Gouch and uh, another guy, or, you know, you meet the team on our website, uh, Anderson and um, Cody's wife and another guy, Wasser, you know, we've all been, you know, working nonstop every day trying to get things going, but it's been, it's been moving quick. It's been awesome. This thing's it's grown from what I had as an idea um, every day, like how we touched on, you know, um, wanting to, uh, help the families um, left behind from the 22 a day. You know, it's a, it's something that, you know, I haven't heard about personally, um, but that's a big thing. Like we were just talking about um, Springer and, you know, talking about some of the guys that we lost and uh, losing Evans and um, just whether it's suicide or not, just guys that we've lost veterans that we've lost since we've been back. And you're like, those families get, kind of put to the wayside but it's like you know when we say no veteran forsaken we don't mean the ones that are still here the the ones that are gone too like you know if i if something happened to me or you know if before all this if i was you know struggling and i was one of those 22 a day i would i would have hoped that you know somebody would have been looking out for mine so uh right and that's that's admirable too i mean because like i was telling talking with cody yesterday um it's like, you know, if something happens, you know, you get that, they get that one day of entitlements, benefits, and then boom, you're done. Okay. Maybe they give you that gold star label, maybe not, you know, and then that's it. And uh, I know I haven't really seen any organizations who do this, like how you guys are doing. I'm not saying it's not out there, but like, I think it's a good idea that, that you guys are doing it because if it's a, if it's only a small number of people, all this, all this does is just add one more nonprofit to the table to where maybe it'll start picking up steam. And maybe now uh, nonprofits that are bigger will adopt the same thing, you know, because it starts becoming a trend. So maybe Wounded Warrior Project will pick it up. Maybe Mission 22 will pick it up. You know, uh, maybe those big organizations will, will encompass that and say, hey, you know what? We can create a program like that. We'll call it something different. You know, we'll give it a name and, and they'll do it, too, because it 
when it comes to this stuff, you know, it's it's not uh it's not necessarily a competition. It's uh it's more of just hey, we're all just trying to like help. I know for me, like when I was going through my transition struggles, um, I was sleeping in my car because I just didn't want to be home. You know, I I didn't want to be at home, and uh, it was I was just there, and it was I I knew of resources, but like I didn't want to call. I didn't want to look it up. I didn't want to do nothing. I just wanted to be left alone. I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm by myself. I'm quiet. You know, like I'm all good. And even at that point, I was like, shoot, I wish someone would call me and send me back to Afghanistan or Iraq because I'm, I feel, I felt safer over there. Like, I mean, yeah, I live in, I live in a little fob or a little combat outpost, but I feel safer there than I did here, you know? And it's like, over here, I don't know who the hell's with. At least over there, I know who's trying to kill me. You know, like I know what my day to day is over there because it's a routine. You have a routine for a whole year, twelve months plus, or however many months you're there. You know what you're doing every day. And then when you start developing that battle rhythm, like three, four months in, it becomes routine. And then when you come back, that whole routine is done. You get what three or four days of uh. Uh, SRP and returning back from deployment three to well I think it's seven days now but still to say hey welcome back transition this boom okay back to work you know and then some units oh we're going to the field in a month and be like what we just got back from deployment and we're going to the field in a month what the hell you know like so you don't even have time to decompress and I know I got out of the military in 2017 20, yeah, 2017. No, yeah, tw- 2018, March 2018. And they, they're doing a little better. It used to be called um, uh, TAP or whatever it is. Now it's Soldier for Life. And they got good stuff there, but it's just, it's not long enough. And if your unit is crap, then you're not going to be able to reap the benefits of, of that because when it comes to the transition, that's the hardest piece. And um, if, yeah, I don't know uh, how you guys are with, speaking about your transitions i know um for me i can start it is uh it was difficult um i was uh previously married before then my ex-wife we had gotten to a big old argument and uh ptsd triggered blacked out next thing you know i'm getting arrested for strangulation and felony charges and things and i don't even remember and even as i replay that night i don't even remember all of it i just remember I remember fighting an insurgent. I remember fighting an enemy. That's what I was, that's where I was at, at that point in time, because I felt like I was lost. I had no identity. And like how you said, Cody, I felt invisible, invincible. You know, like when I put my gear on, like I put my, my, my vest on and Kevlar and had my, my, my M4 and my nine on my leg and a shotgun on my back. I felt like, like, fuck with me if you want to, and you'll get all of these weapons here. You know, like, I will give you each one personally if you want it. You know, that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. And then when that happened, got arrested, the cops came. Um, I didn't even, I almost went after them, you know, in the way they were standing. And luckily, the one veteran, one of, one of the cops was a veteran. And uh, he actually had his partner stand in a different way, like during a detainee operation. You guys know, infantry stand in that L-shaped formation. So he told his part because I was sizing them up still, he said, and I was looking at them because I'm very capable, skilled fighter and I could have took them both. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, told his partner, he goes, hey, no, you need to stand over here. And the guy's like, why? And he goes, because he's sizing us up right now and he's about to take us both down. (laughs) That's what he told his partner that he told me later on. And 
then it seems like once the cuffs clicked on, everything like snapped back. Like Eminem said, snap back to reality because that's what happened. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then I was fueled with rage and like, like, because I'm not a troublemaker. I have zero trouble. I'm not not that guy. And then I got put into a veterans treatment court program. And during that point, I almost committed suicide twice because of just everything. It was everything came crashing down. I was close to retirement and couldn't finish. Then I got arrested. And then my ex was badgering me about being a, a horrible person, talking all this crap to me through text message while I'm living at my best my best friend's house. He was my old platoon sergeant. I was living at his house. And those thoughts were there. And both times he happened just to intervene at that at that time. And I look back now and it's like, dang, how did I even how? And that was the whole reason for doing this was to just bring this up. Um, have this platform for veterans like yourselves to talk about your stories, talk about what you're doing. Um, how did it get so dark? And then who turned the light on? Did you yeah. turn the light on? Did someone else turn the light on? Was it a group of people that turned the light on? Like what, what, what caused the light bulb to turn on, you know, or maybe it was someone you lost. So that was the whole foundation on why I started all of this. For sure. Uh, I can, I'll, I'll take this one, Lewis. Um, so, so when I got, when I had my knee surgery, I had already had it in my mind that I was done. Uh, I wasn't going to be in the army anymore. Um, so I, I took kind of a different route than, than the booze and, and anything like that. I, I chose food because damn, it tastes good. Yeah. Food is good. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's delicious. <laughs> And I'm diabetic, which sucks ass. So I can't even eat what I want. But damn yeah. it, I love food. <laughs> Man, I got there. I got to the uh, pre-diabetic stage. Um, and I got up to 420 pounds or something like that. Uh, I was, I mean, I was up there uh, to the point where I was in Montana hunting with my dad, trying to climb a hill to shoot a deer and took a knee to, <laughs> to get the scope on it. And every time I breathed, the scope would go up and down because my stomach was pushing my knee out. <laughs> I gotta lay down. <laughs> it's rough. Um, so, so I just continued that destructive path, that self destruction, um, and and that formed into uh, different relationships I was in. Um, you know, I, uh, being married before my wife, now I knew in the back of my mind, in my heart, that it wasn't right. But I almost felt like I deserved it uh, just for not living the life that you know our brothers would have lived. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel, and there's still days like that where I don't feel like I, I deserve to be here that I'm not doing right by them. They could have lived a better life than me. Um, and so it wasn't until I, I, we separated from that toxic, uh, marriage. I was sitting, I had no furniture. I took my outdoor furniture and put it in my living room. Uh, Did that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, and redecorated my house. I put horns in my living room and, you know, it was a total bachelor pad with my kid, um, with my son and, uh, and we we're loving life. And I still was super heavy. Um, mobility wasn't there. Motivation wasn't there. Um, so I was looking for the next fad diet, like most people. Um, and then came across Seth Barossi's chicken and rice, um, uh, part one. And it all made sense to me It all. He just spoke. It, it was weird. So, uh, I went out of my comfort zone and, and got a hold of the athletic director at the high school um, and got a key card and started working out at the high school there. 
and uh, got addicted to it. That, that feeling of being disciplined and eating chicken and rice mainly because that's all I could afford. Um, but, you know, spice it up with some cream of chicken in there or something. I mean, my kid was sick of chicken and rice after that year. Um, but started dropping the weight, started feeling a little bit more confident, got a great job at uh, CNC Logging. Uh, they took me in with all my problems. I was up front with them, like, I'll do my best. Um, and, and they had an understanding to an extent that, that a civilian can understand. Um, so they worked with me and kept dropping weight. And um, in the midst of all that, I, I drank. Um, there was a few nights where it was me, bottle Jameson and, and a 40, uh, Smith and Weston 40. And, you know, I've had times where I've written out uh, on the notes on your phone, written out a, a note to my son, apologizing to him and trying to explain it the best I could. Um, and, and I, I, man, I can't believe I'm saying this on here, but yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's, that's the platform, man. That's the whole yeah. reason, you know, it's just the more you talk about it, the easier it is to talk about it in the future. Like you wouldn't have caught me a year ago talking about all the stuff I just talked about. No, you wouldn't. You know me. what I mean? So <laughs> keep going, man. Keep, keep, keep yeah. sharing. So, um, you know, I've, I had my struggles when I first got out, um, being lost cause it wasn't my choice to get out. Um, so I took that chip on my shoulder and everywhere I went, couldn't hold down a job because I just had an attitude and on top of it, you know, being six, two and a big guy, like I go ahead and talk back to me. I had this like holding on to, um, the warrior mentality in a negative manner that mm-hmm. I had to be bigger and stronger than everyone. And you, you can't talk to me that way. I, you know, almost entitled. I've done this. I've done that. Um, and, and that was that, that was all the way up until a year and a half ago. Um, just a chip on my shoulder, never happy. And so the nights were the worst. Um, I, I miss, I miss the nights in the army where, where, you know, your battle buddies there, you can, you can sleep because you know, if you miss that noise, you know, that guy's going to wake up and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. go mess some shit up right now. Yeah. Um, and so having toxic relationships, uh, choosing alcohol for a little while, uh, making dumb choices, you know, never arrested or anything crazy like that. But it was like, we were talking yesterday, looking back on them now, you're like, man, how, how could I even think that was the right choice to, to make, them life? you know? Um, and it, and it all stems back to, um, there, there's a plan for you out there. Um, and don't give up. As what what I've I've learned the most is that uh, if you keep pushing, it's it's a battle every day. No one no one here at No Veteran Forsaken has everything together. We lean on each other, just like we were back in Triple Deuce. Um, I know that I, I lean on Christian for motivation when those days hit me, um, and, and vice versa. He's like, "Tell me something good. Give me a Seth Barossi quote. Something." Hmm. And and we push each other. So and that goes back to um, my wife even brought it up, uh, trying to put a program together for those spouses, uh, girlfriends, things like that. Um, you, these veterans, they should find love. And, and we don't talk about that. right? We're big, yeah. strong, you know, Army and Marines. But honestly, it, it's like you said, having that someone here when you come home, that comfort, that safety. Um, those people take a toll as well. Um, and, and whether it is, you know, the spouse is male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. 
there's there's a certain way to to talk to a veteran with PTSD. There's certain triggers. So one of the things we're trying to do is uh, is get get those spouses reach out to us. Uh, let us help you there, and, and then in turn we'll try to get your veteran in contact with us as well. Yeah. Let's let's all sit down. Let's all let's help each other because. I don't know where I'd be without my wife right now. And that's one big eye opener for me. I, I know I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I wouldn't have even have started this if it wasn't for mine. Like it was, this was her idea, you know, like, Hey, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like yeah. kind of just like, well, I don't know what to say. And she was the one where she was like, no, she's like, look back at your position. Look back at your, where you were at your platform, what you were doing while you were in. When people spoke, you list. They listened. When it, it was, it was. As I look back, it was kind of true because I wasn't really the yeller. I wasn't the the screamer. But dang it, when I was pissed, people knew because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't too often. You know, like they're like, "Oh crap, Smoke is pissed off. What what the <laughs> hell did you guys do to Smoke Man over there? Like what happened? Because he is he is talking loud and he he's borderline yelling. You know and I was like, well, okay, I guess I can kind of like do do that. Maybe I won't be yelling on here, but I mean, I'll just try to push my stuff out there. But uh, what about you, Christian? How was your transition when you when you made that going in and out? How was that for you? Um, it was. It had it had its rough times. Um, you know, of course, I had the uh, the financial struggles coming out that I talked about, uh, but. Um, something that was a constant thing on me was something that Cody had mentioned. Um, you know, thinking about the guys that, um, weren't there anymore. Um, and that, and that was tough. I mean, I was, I was close to Springer and that, and that hurt, uh, to, you know, know that I was out doing stuff and, you know, he didn't come back with us, you know, everything that I was, you know, it was hard to be out in civilian life and uh, not be with your brothers. Cause it was like, it, not that it didn't, it didn't hurt coming back um, from Afghanistan without Springer. Um, like it was rough, but it was so much easier while I was still in when I had my other brothers there, you know what I mean? And then when I got out and then I'm just surrounded by people that have, you know, no idea what you're going through or what you're thinking about. It, it was tough. And I, I know that's the same for everybody. It's just, you know, transitioning to transitioning to civilian life. And, um, you know, I start, I got the GI bill. I started school. Um, you know, I, I went in the army a week after I turned 18. So I'm only, I was only, when I started school, I was only a few years older than most of the, uh, most of the other people that were, uh, on the college campus but um you know i'm sitting in class and i'm like first day and then uh, a couple kids in front of me like you know um one of them's like i'm so overwhelmed this is this is ridiculous like i don't know what to do right now my dad didn't pay my phone bill and i was like (laughs) i was like where am i at right now and i was like you've got to be kidding me and i was like I was like, take me back. I'm like, I need to go back. I was like, <laughs> this is not where I want to be. It, it was, um, but yeah, in all seriousness, it, it was, it was tough to, you know, and it's still, it's a struggle every day. Uh, this is the first time 
uh, with the exception of, um, you know, with, within my family, uh, my wife, no matter what I've done along the way, you know, we've gone through tons of ups and downs, um, you know, from living with family, uh, me, you know, working three jobs, sleeping in my car between work shifts. I was at one point, I was a uh, armored truck driver, uh, nighttime security, and a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness. And then at one point after that, you know, I stopped the 24 hour fitness thing and I started doing construction, working at a lumber yard. But I was like, I was jumbling multiple jobs all over the place, um, trying to, uh, trying to, you know, build a, a good life for them. But it, you know, all throughout that whole thing, you know, that nighttime security, sitting in a car by yourself and your, your mind starts to, to run and like, like you mentioned, being, being alone is a good thing, but after a while, you're just like, you know, your, your thoughts start to uh, get a little toxic. You know, yeah. You start to just, wonder what if, like, what if this, what if that, like, even like for combat scenarios that didn't happen, like, well, what if I would have went this way? Or what if I would have shot that guy? Or what if this, or what if that, you know, you start thinking of other things that could have happened that has, that's not even, that's not even really uh, relevant to that yeah. situation. Like, and then you start wondering, you start playing out like me, like I used to still do it. I'll play out an entire scenario on a whole different path that didn't even happen that, at all. Just to be like, well, because it's like, I felt like I could control the entire environment and I'll just sit there and I'll be like, okay, so if I did this, and if I went that way, then I know that, that my sergeant would have did this and the day. And I start going through this hole. And the next thing you know, I'm so far deep in the rabbit hole, I'm creating a whole freaking international incident in my head. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, on a serious note, that I mean that happens when you're uh when you're spending that much time alone and um in your own head, you know, you start to go places with it. And um I know that's that's one thing with um guys that try to escape with uh with alcohol or some kind of other substance you know you 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 try to escape and you're you're lost in your own thoughts because sometimes those those thoughts like when you know you're lost in that you know springer's still there you know i mean like um you know you you did something to help you know you know i mean you changed that situation you know you you played things differently yeah Um, you know and it's and it's tough to uh come out of that but like i said um my my wife Alyssa, has been uh, throughout everything she's been uh the thing that's kept me going like you know we uh you mentioned the why factor that was the uh those were my vows so like said that, that she was my why she was the because you know for a long time you know like uh it was it was tough uh, yeah but um, she's uh, she's been extremely supportive through all this. She's been helping me along the way behind the scenes with all this stuff with No Better and Forsaken. She's been extremely helpful. Um, and then, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, but um, we wanted uh, to make this, uh, you know, connect this with the wives too, like uh, Cody mentioned. Um, and I think that would be something that uh, would be extremely helpful because she's had moments where she's like, where are you at right now? Like, you know, that's the question all the time. Like, where are you at? Yeah, Like, you know, just stonewall. And she's like, what's going on? Like, what are you thinking about? And it's, 
and it's tough. You know, I'm, I still struggle with it. So, um, you know, it, it's something that, you know, if we could reach if we could reach out, you know, make a chain or like a group for, you know, within no better forsaken, um, for, uh, the wives of veterans or do the, like, you know, bring the veterans that are struggling with that, with, you know, the communication with their wives together. And we can work on that together as a group, you know, it's that we, yeah. with, when we say no veteran forsaken, we're really like, no matter what it is you're struggling with, we're just all veterans too. like reach out and, you know, whatever it is will help. We got, a, we got an awesome group of guys here, guys and girls. And, um, you know, this thing runs deep. There's so many people that have reached out and wanted to be a part of this. So many veterans that have, uh, that have, you know, put their reached out volunteered and been like, Hey, whatever you need me to do, let me know. I want to help, um, you know, put in a call chain together so that, you know, if uh, someone calls and needs someone to talk to, you know, there's, there's plenty of people out there that are willing to talk or, you know, whatever it is that they're struggling with, we'll find a way to help. You know what I mean? Like no matter what the issue is, we'll figure it out. We'll work right. And that, and that's, and that's true. Cause I, I have an example for like how veterans will stop and just drop. Uh, we were, my, my fiance and I, we, we started the whole TikTok thing a little while ago. Just to, And it's good. It is addicting. Let me tell you, you will lose time <laughs> watching people's antics and things. And uh, we, there was, there's was, was veterans on there too. And we were on one guy's live and there wasn't too many people on there. There was like eight or nine of us, maybe at the most. And it was, I didn't know who this guy was. He was a veteran. And uh, we were kind of just all talking stuff. He's National Guard, you know. I think he's in Minnesota or somewhere up there in the in the, in the north in the northwest area or whatever it's called. And what a guy he knew popped in, said, "Hey, what's going on? I need everyone. I need your help." And then he left the live chat. And he was drinking too. The guy was who was um he was kind of he was he was he was kind of tips on there, and uh everything kind of just stopped. Like everything was like, okay, boom, what is going on? Like he went into like search mode and then a couple of his moderators on TikTok was doing stuff behind the scenes. And then I got a hold of the guy um, through Instagram. And I was like, dude, are you good? What's going on? Like, and he's like, oh, and he was explaining just what happened. I was like, well, you need to get your candy ass back over to TikTok and freaking ride in the dang chat. What's going on? Because everyone now is in like, search mode right now they're like they're like people getting ready full battle rattle to come do something you know like especially me and uh my fiance were like 40 minutes from where he was we were getting ready we were gonna go hop in the car and go because the moderator knew where he lived so we were about to suit up and roll out the gate and go yeah and he was like oh shit okay okay you know and then he came on and then like explained the situation and then everything kind of just like winded down but it was like it was that instant just switch of like oh What's going on? Is it him? Does he need help? Does someone else need help? Like, what the hell's going on? So we were about to go find him and go look for him. Or maybe he knew of someone in the vicinity. So we were ready to respond. And, like, that just kind of goes, Christian, to what you were saying. It's just, like, no matter what, we will we will find a way to help. Because the one thing that – and I think veterans, I think, need to also understand is you're resourceful and you have networking skills whether you want to believe it or not, because when you're in the military and say you're planning to set up a training event or a range, you know, getting a range set up or even doing a class, you have to go look for that information. You have to go talk to people and you have to go and learn 
how to do something. So, and it's not, it's nothing different. You're just going from one environment to another. So with the civilian sector, you have more resources because yeah, in the military, you're just kind of limited to like, okay, you got this unit over here, over here, this sergeant, this, whatever. But here in the civilian sector, it just, the gates open. And a lot of veterans are mon- entrepreneur mindset and don't even know it. That's the thing that a lot of them are. A lot of them, if you just give them a, a, a mission and a task, they'll get it done. And it's just, and, and a lot of it is, is just all, you know, they're afraid to start entrepreneurship because they're not sure how it goes. Because, yeah, there's a whole thing. Like, even me, like, I was still kind of like, I don't know, because, you know, I got to pay child support and this and that or whatever. But I'm, I'm running both. I'm going to freaking get it going to where, because I don't like, I talked with this with Cody. I don't like making money for somebody else. I want to make money for myself and my family and, and my fiance and my kids. That's why I want to make money for. Not saying that I don't, I'm not knocking anyone that has a job. Some people like working, like the company I work at, great company, good. But COVID really opened my eyes to that where I was considered essential, where the other person who was not essential was doing the same thing I was doing at home. That's what got me pissed off. And that's why I was like, nope, I'm, I'm working for myself now. I'm going to figure this animal out because it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's not just a simple, you know, just start a business and go it's not it's not that simple there's a lot of things that go on to it just like i know when you guys started this nonprofit, it's not just a hey let's create a web page and go it's it did yeah, no, more to it yeah it's been a non-stop thing uh exactly i mean i was i'm still every day like we, we've been we're just now starting to slow it down and do uh do our board our board of director meetings uh you know three times a week but we were we were doing them every day and we're like it's just gonna be a quick half hour meeting it turns into a two hour meeting like two and a half hours and we're just like dude like there's so much stuff going Blow on day. like you know we oh think he muted you there christian yeah sorry i have uh the do not disturb mode on but for some reason a call came in oh okay sorry go ahead um lost where i was at yeah so we have our board meetings we were having them every day um it was getting to the point where i i brought it up to him yesterday like hey maybe we should do this like three times a week so we have a little gap to actually get things done and 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 that stress is kind of off because i we everybody's like in california uh and then up here in washington and down in texas we have two guys that are working their butts off um with gouch and anderson um and gouch has got his youtube channel going on right now and anderson is uh what what's the, what's his job title i can't remember it's like an adjuster or something it's insurance adjuster yeah yeah so with with everything going on in texas he's slammed oh yeah and you can see he's just stressed out every every board meeting and he's just a little guy so we got to keep the meat <laughs> on the bones So um, it's just been go, go, go. And the support that we've gotten um, just uh, just from my area, uh, getting support from you, Triple X Archery, they donated over twelve hundred dollars worth of merchandise. And and that was just a I've known that guy for 20 years, uh, Blake Jerome, the owner. And I was so nervous going in there. I'm not the huge people person. And I told him that up front. I said, I am nervous if I go left or right let me know, pull me back to the center. And I was like, Hey, we're doing a giveaway. Uh, do you want to donate anything? And he, he just, without hesitation jumps up and he's like, 
this has been sitting on the shelf for a while. Here's some arrows. Do you guys want a crossbow? Yeah. <laughs> want a crossbow. Are you kidding me? You know, and, and then the contacts that he has. People are willing to share their contacts to these higher profile individuals where in any other way, I would never know how to get a hold of them. I'm, I'm a knuckle dragger. I got no clue. And so, um, and then we have the, the Fiddy Apparel uh, here locally. That guy, I, we, we did a, uh, like I was telling you, this, when COVID started, the girls started a Facebook page that did uh, like a ding dong ditch. You, you write down the things you like, what kind of drinks you like, candies, and somebody would grab you and then uh, get a box, put it all together and put it on your door, doorbell, ring the doorbell and run away. Um, and he wanted to do one for a guy. He, and uh, my wife nominated me. He's a veteran. Um, he made an awesome cooler, styrofoam cooler, made it look like an army tank and put a bunch of stuff in there. Funny note where uh, all the crayons were gone. And he <laughs> says, uh, he's like, sorry, man, got hungry on the way. <laughs> you know, and, and gave me a coin that he, he got in Iraq and then uh, the cuffs off of his dress uniform, which I take extremely personal and are, are on my bedside. And it's a reminder that there's tons of vets out there. So I reached out to him for my fire team and just my fire team alone. And it blew up. He came to my house, um, told me about Fiddy Apparel and everything that they're doing and how he wants to help out. He's gotten us in contact with major players um, that just helps us grow. And his thing, too, is is saving us our money that we're funding um, to get this going. He's finding ways to, to, to save money and still put out a great quality for people. Um, I, we can't think that uh, Aaron Cox enough for that, along with Triple X Archery. Um, setting up an event for us March 27th and 28th at the Castle Rock archery range outside i mean none of that would be possible without these people this this organization is this nonprofit runs off of people donating time and resources to us it's it seems like you, we kind of like blinked and it and it took off like it was it was crazy um from the moment i started bringing other people in other than trying to do this on my own uh it just started blowing up like i was you know my own money didn't have any, it wasn't accepting any donations or anything yet. Just try to get the website up. I bought all the supplies for over 150 care packages for homeless uh, veterans, started putting bags together and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it was just, I was kind of just trying to fund this thing up myself and do it myself and, you know, try and pick up some volunteers along the way. But as soon as I started, all these guys were like, no, let's do this. What do you need? What, what can I do? Um, and, it, and it's just been awesome. And it, all the resources have just been flocking to it. The, um, I think the name no veteran forsaken and letting people know that, you know, you know, we're not um, a big, huge company with, you know, a bunch of like where you're going to get an automated machine and a bunch of, uh, and a bunch of civilians answering your calls. Like if you need something, a veteran's going to answer. Who's, who's going to help you find out whatever it is that you need. Um, put you in touch with whatever resources we can. Like we, the the amount of contacts that we've made in just a, you know a short period of time has been unbelievable. And um, you know we we've got so many different resources already that we can you know use that are at our disposal that we can um, use to help other veterans. So it's 
it's, it's just it's it's taken off so much and it's been it's been awesome right and it's and it's like how you guys are saying it's all on like who you know and that's kind of how like it started with me i started with a guy i served with uh, anthony norwood and then i started with just people i knew you know because they you got to build momentum and build traction and then i had the vet tv social media manager come on and then it kind of just started picking up little by little you know with the people i had coming on here and it's still constantly like and a lot of people don't know i um I actually almost had Gary Sinesse come on from the almost, but his, and I'll say this live, his PR manager cock blocked me and shut me down. Um, <laughs> says he doesn't do stuff like this, which I know is a damn lie. And, uh, and I almost had president Bush come on too. same story. PR person. No, they don't have time for this. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me at eight or nine o'clock at nighttime when they are at home, in their pajamas they don't have time for this they don't have time to talk to veterans you're a liar you know that's what i was thinking but you know it's okay i kind of just let it be and i was like you know it's cool but those that's the they responded back you know so it's like they I, and i know because they took the time to look at what i was doing and then wrote back and you know just and it just starts picking up and that's what you guys did you know you know someone who knows someone like oh like oh i know a guy here let me give you his number here um, oh, here, I know this guy. Let me get you. Like, I just got a number the other day for an NFL player. He plays for the Falcons. His wife was a veteran who served in combat. So I'm going to work to set that one up. Yeah. You know, just because if I knew someone who knew someone. And same thing for you guys. It's like, I know what you guys event that's coming up here at the end of the month. You guys are going to meet people that know people that know people. And then it'll start, you know, it'll start picking up. And that's something we've been trying to push too is like, you know, like, um, you know, the donations and stuff that that's awesome. But, you know, like I said, I put my severance money from when I got laid off into this and, you know, funded all this. Our, our biggest thing is we want people to know what we're doing. We want yeah. to make veterans. There's so many veterans who just need someone to talk to. Like we, we just want this, you know, we want to, you know, meet, we want to get out there and meet people. Um, stuff like this. This is an amazing platform. We appreciate being on here. We just want yeah. friends to know that we're here for them. No, that's cool. And as we, as we come towards the wrapping, because we got about like 10 minutes left, because I like to keep the time under an hour, you know, and then plus for the mind too, an hour, uh, after an hour, you know, it's like you're watching a movie and this ain't no movie, yeah, even though yeah, it's a good yeah, topic yeah, and we got yeah. we got people watching, but it's not like, it's not like Avengers or, or Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean or something like that, you know, so, uh. It's like People an army PowerPoint, get up and do some push-ups. Yeah, up. you know, like I got to tell everyone to get a break or do some do some push-ups or go <laughs> get some water, come back, you know, like. <laughs> but um, each of you, I want each of you to um, leave a, I call it a closing a closing statement, um, just for people who are watching, veterans who are watching, and then I do one after also. So um, we'll go with, Christian, you went first last time. We'll go with Cody. Cody, go ahead and uh, do yours. If you ain't got nothing cool, pass the buck down, but you it'll circle back to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to just piggyback off of Christian there, but okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, I would I would say uh, out of the 51 minutes that we have been on here, the one thing that we really want to stress is donations are great, like Christian said. It, it's awesome. It funds what we're doing, um, but we're here for every veteran. Um, in, in like he touched on before that, that eight, eight, eight number. Yeah. It's, it sounds like an automated thing, but you're going to talk to one of us. Um, and, and, you know, either me, Christian, um, Gouch, they, 
you're going to be talking to a veteran who, who understands and will be there for you. And me personally, I don't care if you want to call me cause you had a crap day at work and you just, you just don't want to be there anymore. I, that's fine. I, I literally would love to talk to you. Um, and, and we have a lot of things coming up and, and we want you to, you know, get on the website, take a look at it and, and understand that even if you're a family member that's struggling uh, with a veteran, we're here for that too. We're going to find a way to be there for everyone. Um, we've, we've bitten off a huge chunk where maybe other nonprofits are isolated on one section for a veteran. Um, we, we just want to be that, that go-to for you. And, and to be able to have that opportunity to, to serve our veterans is, is what it's all about. I'll cry with you. I'll laugh with you. I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> I'll do it all with you. So, That's the same with me. I'm, I, this is the most emotional I've been this past year and a half out of my whole damn time. So, like, I get it. Like, I get, even during commercials, I get all like, I'm like, why am I eyes watering for this damn commercial? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a TikToker on that, um, you know, he, he was raising funds for us. And we're in the group text talking while we're watching this saying how awesome it is. And I'm like, am I the only one crying right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, but in all seriousness, uh, I, I would rather listen to you than, than to hear about you chose a different route to go. Uh, Cause we're here for you and we will find a way. Um, we've picked uh, something that is so close to us that you're going to feel it when you talk to us and, and I, and I hope everyone understands that seeing me and Christian here, we're more than just glorious beards. We are, we are here for our veterans. Nice. Christian. Yeah. Um, took the words right out of my mouth with what I was going to say. So Go I'll, piggyback off, I'll piggyback off of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're new. We're, you know, we're still growing and expanding, but we've come into so many contacts already and, even if, you know, you're a veteran who's just struggling um, and just doesn't know what resources are available to you or don't know who to reach out to, you can call us and we'll, we'll figure it out with you. You know, we got other, we got tons of resources at our disposal that we can put you in contact if it's something that we can't directly do ourselves. Um, We just want to make it known that like, whatever it is, we're here. Um, no veteran forsaken is exactly that. Even if you're not a veteran yourself, if you're the family member of a veteran or, um, you know, if you lost someone um, from 22 a day, a, a veteran suicide, you know, reach out. You know, if we can do something to help, we want to help. Sweet. Um, and as you guys are watching, got this shirt here. They have these awesome mugs. They hooked me up with a mug here. Super big, super heavy, like Really nice mug here. And then I think uh, the key takeaway from this is a couple of things. It's uh, just so I can do my little piece here before we close in about five minutes. Uh, balance. Balance is the key. Um, you have to be able to balance because uh, you, you're you going to have positive and negative. That's just – it's a given. That's the way it goes. You're not going to have 100% positive because then you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to go through struggles. You're not going to go through trials. And you're not going to grow. So in order for you to grow, you have to go through negativity. You have to go through dark times. You have to. It's the yin and the yang. It's, it's just the way it is. There's, there's no one side is more than the other. It's just in order to 
to be successful and to be healthy, you have to maintain that balance. I'm not saying go look for negative stuff. That stuff will come on its own. That that attracts itself. The work is on the positive side, keeping that balance. It's like being on a seesaw, trying to stand on it, and you're like this. That that's that's what it is. Is you're you're trying to keep that balance and making sure that you take time for yourself in a healthy way, not in a narcissistic way, in a healthy way to where you self care for yourself, not oh hey I want to go do this or go do something with someone. Do something for yourself because it's healthy. So that way you engage your mind for something that you like to do, whether you like to draw or you want to play a video game for an hour or you have a thing where you uh, want to watch a movie and someone just said they're finding a happy medium. That's that's the perfect example. You you got to find that middle ground to where you will not get so overwhelmed because the moment you get overwhelmed, your, your, your tipping scale just went all the way to the right because now negativity is going to flood in like opening the floodgates for water. So you have to find that balance and you have to find that medium. Um, Christian and Cody, thanks for coming on here, talking about your nonprofit people, veterans. If you know someone, go to their website. It's uh here. I'll put it up here on the, on the banner real quick. Uh, right there. Lost my camera. <laughs> um, there's the, the website right there. Um, so you guys can go check it out and I appreciate everyone for coming on taking the time to uh, watch this podcast and supporting me and what I'm trying to do for veterans. I appreciate it. Everyone who's watching. Thank you. Um, I know Rachel and I look forward to working with you guys in the future, you know, just all encompassing one thing, helping and uh, grateful for it. You know, I, I love everyone I meet who I come on here because I'm always meeting someone new and it's just another connection on my phone. You know, another new, uh, two new veterans added to, to the mix on to do stuff. So, I appreciate it, and um, thank you guys, everyone, for coming on. Thanks, so. man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys next week on the next show. I am not going to tell you who it is, so you're just going to have to like su and subscribe and follow to find out who it is. And, yeah, that's how, that's how I roll, people. See you later. <laughs>